Hey everyone, I'm Dave Coriel. And I'm Josh Good. And you're listening to the Unleash the Hive podcast brought to you by Christian Endeavor. At CE, we dive deep into intentional next-gen discipleship and explore what it means to thrive in the midst of chaos. In every episode, we consider how to help young people live, love, and lead in a broken, chaotic, and distraction-filled world. And we do all of this in seven minutes or less. Welcome, everybody. We're with Doc Madison again. And uh, Doc, I know you're just really interested in providing some framework from a a book by Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, and how some of the information in that book can connect with everything you've been talking to us about and give some practical insights to, uh, to help people out there. The key component in the book, The Love Languages, is what what Gary Chapman calls the love bank, and that we all have a a personal account inside, and when people fill it up, we are more able to handle the challenges of life and handle them together. There are five ways to fill somebody's tank. They are words of affirmation. Some people need to hear, you look nice today, or I'm glad you came today, or "I, I love you for close intimate family members, they need to hear the words. Some people need to see you do the stuff. I, I folded the laundry for you, mom. Mom uh, makes your favorite dessert. Why? Because you did something for her. He calls that acts of service. When you do something for someone else. There's receiving gifts. Uh, I have a friend whose wife loves peanut M&Ms and he actually has a stash of them in his house. And every now and then, he puts one on the driver's seat of her car so that when she goes to, in to go to work, there's peanut M&Ms. That's a, that's a deposit in the account that keeps it full. One is quality time, which is killing a large portion of the population. Because how can you spend quality time with somebody when they're a, a three by four box on your computer? And if you've got 20 people, they're an inch box on your computer. Quality time is is gone, and the last love language is physical touch. Even when we get back, are we are we going to be allowed to hug? Are we going to allowed to shake hands? A warm, affirming pat on the back. There's there's the six foot bubble around all of us. So if I were a youth pastor, I need to find ways to help make deposits in my kids' accounts. Uh, A friend of mine had a significant birthday this year, and I knew that he was going to get emails and he was going to get all kinds of stuff. And I took the time to write him a handwritten note. And I bought him a book, probably not one I think most people would want for their birthday, but it was called What Made Jesus Mad. (laughs) I wrote a note in the book as well. And I was talking to him, and he said that that one was a memorable gift. That was a serious deposit into the tank. So, Doc, you're saying that as youth workers are struggling to connect with their students, um, we can really use these five love languages as kind of a framework to get creative, right? Yes. So, words of affirmation, write a handwritten note. It also would go into uh, acts of service because it says somebody cared enough about me to write the note. Because guess what? A text that says I love you doesn't mean as much as a note that says I love you. Mm-hmm. A text that says I miss you, I can't wait till we're back at church is not the same. And I, and I think most anybody would uh, agree to that. 
If you know this kid likes Kit Kat bars, throw a Kit Kat bar in the note. Or M&Ms, or burn a CD of a band you know they like. I mean, if, if you're their youth worker, you've got a relationship with these kids and you know what speaks to them. I, I don't know about you guys, but texting only works for the first three questions for me. And then I call the person I'm like, let's get this over with. <laughs> you don't want to spend an hour waiting for your text. Let's talk. Make, now, you have to let the parents know, youth workers, that you're not just indiscriminately calling their kids. You might want to let the parents know, I'm trying to help your kids through this pandemic, and I'm going to try and spend some quality time with each of them ear to ear on the phone. It's, I don't recommend indiscriminately calling the kids. But make this part of your ministry. Find ways to contact. And when you're on the phone, you can say to the kid, is there something you need from me? Is there something I can do for you that would help fill this up? Because when the love tank, when the emotional tank is full, then depression and anxiety go down. They have to. They can't live in the same house. Right. This is this is so good, Doc. I, I want to just quickly throw in an insight just because when when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden, my wife, Jen, and I, who uh, my mother also lives with us, and, and our four kids were all home. Uh, nobody at college, nobody away, whatever. And one of our kids, they definitely, physical touch is one of their, if it's not the top one, it, it's up there. And you know how people kind of do the pat on the back when they do a hug, and the pat kind of says, hey, hey, we're done. We're done now. Mm -hmm. And, and there were times that I'd realized that, you know, I'm kind of doing the pat to move on and, and she was not moving on. She just needed a little extended time. And that's something that, that we as parents can appropriately offer to our kids. Doc, thank you so much for sure. giving us a framework to really think about what the needs are. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Unleash the Hive podcast. For more resources, check out our website, ceworks.faith, and check us out on social media at ceworksfaith. Remember to be intentional as you disciple and unleash the next generation for God's glory.